0: Love, Hope, Radio God bless God bless everybody on tonight This is yours truly Pastor Omar Zachary And we're here at Praise Tabernacle Church Our Tuesday night Bible study With uh, our great panel And we thank God For another opportunity For this our family night Celebration our uh, Bible study, yeah, celebration, and we want to pick up from where we talked last month concerning Ahab and Jezebel so we we just thank God for everyone that's here, Thank God for the panel, for all of you that are listening uh we just had such a great time on this past Sunday, uh, our youth service. Uh, i tell you what, we had an awesome time in the Lord, and we just thank God for His favor and, and His grace and His mercy that's on our ministry, and we, we just thank God for it. Thank God for the panel. Uh, we'll see who's, who's all on as we go through. Uh, we're going to say a quick word of prayer, and then we're going to go into our Bible study uh, we're, going, we're going to focus tonight in on 2 Kings, the ninth chapter That's where we're going to focus in I want to do a quick review over in 1 Kings 21 But then we're going to turn over to 2 Kings, the ninth chapter And we're going to try to get through as, as many scriptures uh, as possible tonight Within the Allowed Time and if we have to, we'll pick up on next month. The Lord says the same to do a part three. So let's say a quick word of prayer. And then let's go to, uh, like I said, our main scripture we're going to focus on tonight is Second Kings 9. But we want to start at First uh, Kings 21 and around verse 17. That's what we're going to start at uh, very briefly. And then we'll jump over into Second Kings. So Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for another day. Thank you for another golden opportunity to teach your word, and we ask that you send your nun that makes teaching easy. Let the words of all of our mouths on tonight, the panel, and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight. God, we pray no flesh get any glory in this service on tonight, but all glory and honor goes to you. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. All right, all right, let's look. Uh, before before we jump into um, before we jump into it tonight, anyone on the panel uh, can maybe give us a quick review on what we uh, what we discussed the last family night. Anyone concerning Nate, uh, Jezebel, and Ahab and their um, their issue or what happened with. Nabal. Anybody would like to give us a little brief uh, refresher at this time, anyone on the panel?
1: All right, Pat. Um, I'll go ahead and kind of just uh, give a little bit of what I um, got from it the last time uh, basically I, I recall as to where um king ahab um he, he wanted to get uh that that vineyard that was uh, belonging to Naboth, and uh, he wanted it uh to the to the point as to where Naboth had to let him know he can't have it and he went back sad he well he told him he couldn't have it because uh you know you know God said, you know basically like you can't have this it's for my you know for his people and his lineage and stuff you know stuff like that but uh the king went home sad and he went home sad, he went told his you know talked to his wife about it, and you know him being you know a weak man and wife trying to tell him what he needed to do and how he you know need to be a king or whatever, and she set him up. For him to get that land in an unrighteous fashion, you know, and, and kind of set him up, you know, for neighbor uh, demise, uh, for murder and stuff. and you know, basically from there, that's where we see how Jezebel, you know, pretty much to do anything, you know, to get the job done, and we learn a lesson from that on how, you know, we 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 learn what not to to be. We learn that we shouldn't be like Jezebel going up against God, and then, you know, we got to learn that even if we make a mistake, we got to repent, just like even the king did once he got called out, he repented. Uh, But that's, that's pretty much it. That's what I got on it.
0: Okay. Thank you, preacher. Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else on the panel? Before we jump into any, anyone else, maybe something that we may have missed, uh, anything else? Cool. Let's, let's jump into this. Thank you, Minister Tobert. Um, there was something that I, I looked at even on, on last, last month, and I didn't get, didn't get a chance to go into it. So I definitely want to point this out as we go into this on tonight. And it was dealing, uh, we're going to get into it, I'm going to show you. But uh, as Minister Tobert just said about the inheritance and uh, the lineage and uh, how Naboth, it was, he knew that it was against God in order, you know, for him to, um, he knew it was against the will of God for him to sell that property to Ahab. In spite of the position that Ahab um, had, Naboth knew that it, it was against um, you know the will of God for him to sell that because it was passed down okay and that and uh it was against the law of God for you to sell uh your property, your land because this is what was promised uh to the people to the children of Israel and we we know that Naboth he got that land passed down to him, and in like manner. He would be passing that uh, land down to his sons, okay, to his children. <laughs> so, in First Kings, when we when we look at this, we never, you know, if if you don't really investigate, if you really don't study it, you would think that she only killed, or she only had neighbor killed, and that was it. But we, we're going to see tonight. Hopefully we'll get into it. Where uh, this woman was scandalous. This woman was was. I mean, she was something else. So we're going to see that that land, you know, traditionally and and, and forest alone, law, would, would have been passed down to neighbor if he had children. So the question is, what happened to neighbor's children in order for Jezebel to give that portion and uh, to Ahab for Lot? Uh, for Ahab and Jezebel to to take that portion of land, first question is did Naboth have, have children, and then the second question I want to pose out uh, is what if he did have children, what happened to him? What happened to his children? So uh, we're going to go into that tonight, and 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 hopefully uh, it, it I know it'll shine a little more light on the type of woman that Jezebel was. So. As Minister Tobit pointed out, um, God did forgive Ahab, but there was still some repercussion. He still had to, you know, God didn't kill him right then, but he, he still had to reap what he sowed. Okay? He still had to reap what he sowed. Okay? And that goes to all of us. Yeah? You can be forgiven. Hey God will forgive you but you know if you sow it you still got to reap it okay just look at I mean throughout scriptures we can name several uh throughout throughout the scriptures that did things and I mean namely David that we can we can point to that uh did things and God forgave him but he still had to uh, he still had to reap what he sowed so let, let, let's, let's look at 1 Kings 21 and verse 17. Okay, I'm going to read through that because we went over it last week. I just wanted to bring that as a refresher. Uh, 1 Kings 21, verse 17. After all this had happened, okay, with them killing Naboth and taking the land, let's look at it and let's see. It says, And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel which is in Samaria, behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth, whither he is gone down to possess it. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Hast thou killed and also taken possession? Okay. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick thy blood, even thine. Okay, so this is judgment. Okay, this is this is judgment. Even though we're gonna see that God forgave him, but we also gonna see that what God said still had to come to pass. Okay, verse 20. And Ahab said to Elijah, "Has thou found me, O mine enemy?" Okay, and we already know the reason why Ahab, you know, felt that way about Elijah because Elijah was a true prophet. He wasn't just bringing this good stuff all the time. He he would, you know, he would tell Ahab about his sin and about uh, his wife's sin, okay? And he answered, I have found thee, because thou hast sold thyself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. Behold, I will bring evil upon thee, and will take away thy posterity, and will cut off from Ahab him that pisses against the wall, and him that is shut up and left in Israel. That's talking about pretty much the male, uh, the young boys, to the older ones, you know, any of his male Uh, children, his seed. All right. Verse 22. And will make thine house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Naboth, and like the house of Baasha, the son of Ahijah. For the provocation wherewith, or the provoking, okay, wherewith thou hast provoked me to anger and made Israel sin. All right. And verse 23. And Jezebel also spake the Lord, saying, wait, and and of Jezebel also spake the Lord, saying, the dog shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel, okay? So we, we got to, all right, the dog's going to eat Jezebel, all right? And then we saw also where, okay, Ahab's posterity, okay, all that was going to be taken away from him, all right? So we, we see where these judgments is coming down from the word of the Lord. All right, verse 24, him that dieth of Ahab in the city, the dog shall eat, and him that dieth in the field shall the fowls of the air eat. But there was none like unto Ahab, which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel his wife stirred up. All right, that's important. Jezebel his wife stirred up. All right. And he did very abominably in following idols, okay? How did, how, how, how did he get introduced to these idols? He was introduced to all this stuff through his wife. People of God, you better be careful who you get hooked up with, all right? You better be careful who you date. You know what? It's, it's a shame before God. A lot of times believers go into uh, relationships uh, and, and seek relationships that they already know that they're unequally yoked. Okay, you, you already know that that person is a non-believer or uh, worships some idol. Okay, so you got to be careful with that. Don't don't go into it and then then want to ask the Lord to bring you out. Okay, if you already know this stuff beforehand, don't even get into it. All right, hold yourself, wait around to 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 you know the Lord sees somebody that you can be uh, compatible with. You know that's going to believe the same thing. That's going to worship. Uh, The same way Okay So that's very important Verse 26 And he did very abominably In following idols According to all things As did the Amorites Whom the Lord cast out Before the children of Israel Alright And it came to pass When Ahab heard those words That he rent his clothes And he put sackcloth upon his flesh And fasted and lay in sackcloth And went softly and the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, listen to this, Seest thou how Ahab humbleth himself before me? Because he humbleth himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his days, but in his son's days will I bring the evil upon his house. So, yes, God, he, he repented and God forgave him. God said, I'm not going to bring this evil in his day, but I'm bringing bring it in his son's. Day, so God, you know, forgave so him, gave him the time. But let's see here. Let's see. Let's go over to Second Kings, the ninth chapter. Second Kings, the ninth chapter. Okay. By this time, Ahab has died. He's he's been he's been killed. Okay. But God ain't through. All right. God ain't through. Every word that God spoke it has to come to pass. All right. Yes, God will forgive you. He can have mercy on you. He can have grace. But if you sold it, you got to reap it. God will just give you grace to make it through. He'll, he'll give you mercy to help you, Amen. Make it through. Okay. You plant those seeds. Okay? You plant those seeds. You, you got to, you know, like, you know, accept the fact when those seeds come up. <clears throat> so let's go here, Second Kings, the ninth chapter, and then I open up. And Let me get in a few verses, then I will open up uh To what, what we're doing Alright, right. Second Kings 9 and 1 And Elisha, okay So we went from Elijah Elijah has went off the scene Okay, but God still God always has a ram, God always has a man Okay, he always has a woman He always has somebody in place To break forth the word Okay, he always has Somebody in the area Somewhere to break forth the word To, to give the word of God Okay, so Elijah is off the scene Elisha is now uh, On the scene okay, As the predominant uh, Prophet of God Alright so 2 Kings 9 And Elisha the prophet called One of the children or the sons One of the children of, of the prophets And said unto him gird up thy loins And take this box of oil In thine hand and go to Ramoth Gilead And when thou camest thither Look out there, Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, and go in and make him arise up from among his brethren and carry him to the inner chamber. Then take a box of oil and pour it on his head and say, Thus saith the Lord, I have anointed thee king over Israel. Then open the door and flee and tarry not. All right? So these are are specific instructions. Uh, By this time, as we stated, uh, uh, Ahab is off the scene, and his son, Jehoram, is uh, the king of Israel, okay? But if you go back and you remember the the promises and what God said, we're going to see these things begin to manifest right here, all right? So now what God has done is he's taken away not just the posterity and, and uh uh the kingdomship into he's taking these things away, he's stripping that family because of what they've done. He's stripping that family of their kingdomship of of their uh place of their positions okay and and anytime you don't follow God, you allow liable to be stripped and and I've said this down through the years. God is the only one that can fire you. And allow you to keep on working Okay God is the only one that can fire you And allow you to keep on working Okay A process of time had went by Before all this begins to happen But it's got to come to pass Alright So God sends uh, uh, Through Elisha He sends one of the sons of the prophets Okay To the city To anoint Jehu as king Alright Verse 4. So the young man, even the young man, the prophet, went to Ram of Gilead. And when he came, behold, the captains of the host were sitting. And he said, I have an errand to thee, O captain. And Jehu said unto which of all of us? And he said, To thee, O captain. All right. And he arose and went into the house. And he poured the oil on his head and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. I have anointed thee king over the people of the Lord, even over Israel. Now, y'all must keep in mind that Jehoram, the son of Ahab, don't even know nothing about this. Now, he's not even aware of this. Okay? But here God is putting things in action. Sometimes when your enemy thinks they're winning, when, they're, when they think everything is all right, when they think they are surviving, God is doing things in the background. Okay, God can be working things out and moving in your favor. Watch this, even when you least expect it. Okay, Jehu wasn't jockeying for position. He he wasn't out campaigning. Okay, to be the bishop, he wasn't campaigning to be to be the, the leader. He was just minding his business, being a good captain. Okay, so God has a plan set up in verse seven, and thou shalt smite the house of Ahab, thy master. Okay. Jehu was one of Ahab's, and Jehoron, he was one of their captains in, that, in Israel's army. And look at what God says: And thou shalt smite the house of Ahab, thy master, that I may avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Lord at the hand of Jezebel. Jezebel was a bad woman, okay? And if you look over uh, and it's 1 Kings 18 and 4, you'll see where Obadiah has to rescue and protect several of the prophets from Jezebel. This one woman had the men of God. She was killing them and torturing them and doing all these things. This one woman. Men, you better be careful who you get locked up with, same thing for women, you got to be careful who you get locked up with, because you desire, you looking at the flesh, okay, you looking at the way they walk, you're looking at the color of their eyes, you looking at the bill, and start, especially you men, now they don't, don't be, don't get fooled by the bill, okay, you don't know if that stuff is plastic, you don't know if it's real, you don't know if it's fake, so don't don't let your eyes deceive you. Okay, Ahab went after a woman that he knew better than to go after, and she changed his heart towards God. She changed the way he was, and the Bible declares that he was one of the he was one of the wickedest kings ever. He did more abundantly than any of than any of the kings before him. Okay, so people of God, we have to be careful, but it's coming up now. God forgave him, but look, it's coming up now, okay? His children got to pay. His wife got to pay, all right? Look at verse 8, and then i open it up to the panel. For the whole house of Ahab shall perish. Look at this. Now, God forgave him, but look at what's happening. The whole house of Ahab shall perish, and I will cut off from Ahab him that pisses. Against the wall And him that shut up And left And him that is shut up and left in Israel If you go back to 1 Kings 21 You'll see when God said that Through Elijah Okay And now it's coming up again Back through Elisha Through one of the sons of the prophet It's coming up again Now God is saying Yeah I'm forgiving you but You got to pay somebody got to reap for these seeds that you have sown, and parents, you want to be careful to make sure you're not doing something that's going to cause your children to have to to live through some painful and hurtful situations because of your actions, okay, because of your actions, you got to be careful, amen, we got to be careful on what we do because what we do can and can can and will affect sometimes. Our children. So we got to be careful, okay? Before I go any farther, I know, I know, I done. Lord Jesus, almost seven thirty. I know I done talk, much anybody got anything they want to say up to this point? Taking uh, <coughs> hey,
2: tea? You guys
0: hear me? Yeah, I'm hearing too. I'm hearing too.
2: Oh. Hey, this this is this is Josh Bug, but I just want to say that this is. <coughs> This is like the, this this chapter is the perfect example of, um, it's the perfect example of, like you said, you reap what you sow. So right. Ahab knew that what he's been doing this whole time wasn't who he is, but it's the influence that Jezebel had on him and him not, not being solid on his faith and his foundation and letting Letting her words and her actions kind of influence him on his his poor decision making, which led to their demise basically and Je, jehu was truly, yeah, it's okay. and jehu was truly was truly doing all that Elijah had uh, prophesied to him and which was basically kind of the whole entire theme of kings. Which was to literally just the whole the whole book is just mayhem. <laughs> so I I feel like this is just right. the perfect this whole thing is the perfect example of you reap what you sow. Amen,
0: amen. Thank you, thank you, brother Bugs. And I know I, I, I know I heard someone else.
2: And
3: it this is Oliver. And um, go ahead. Elda. You know I'm 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 reminded. I used to hear this a long time. My father used to preach it, and even as a pastor kid, he used to tell us when we went to church and we would uh, uh, bring females and date females, be careful, because they could have that Jezebel spirit, and, and you may not even catch it until it gets to your kids, and it's like a curse. And because it looks good and it smells good when well, you think it's good, but yet they've got a smell cast under you, and you're doing things that you don't even know that you're doing and and because of that Jezebel spirit. And if we're not careful, because that Jezebel spirit is not in the world. It's really in the church. And we got to be careful because everything that looks good ain't always good. And there's a spirit behind that. And it can get in you, and it can get in your family. That's why there's so many families going through what they're going through is because of that spirit. Me personally think it's because of that Jezebel spirit. It's not not being led by the spirit of god but we're being led by that jezebel spirit that's all i wanted to say
0: yes great great thank you thank you uh elder and so glad to have you back on uh back on the panel tonight so glad to hear your voice and thank you brother buzz anybody anyone else before we go farther anyone else Okay, okay, well, let's do this Let's go ahead on and give our offering Offertorial uh, information For anyone that would like to uh, Give on tonight As we always do uh, we, Our extended arms uh, Our ministry That's our outreach to the community um, Anyone would like to give uh, Whatever the amount that the Lord Lays on your heart tonight You can do so at Dollar uh, Dollar Sign EA Ministry. Once again, if you would like to help support our Extended Arms Ministry, that's our outreach ministry, uh, you can do so by sending a donation via Cash App to dollar sign EA Ministry. And also our local church, <coughs> excuse me, Praise Tabernacle Church, we ask that those that would like to give your offering, your Tuesday night offering, uh, you can do so by sending your offering to p t c once a dollar sign p t c eight seven seven once again dollar sign p t c eight seven seven and may the lord bless you real good uh we'd like to take a moment just to thank uh the members of of our local church and uh our extended arms ministry uh, for helping us get our van uh, back rolling uh, I went and purchased a new battery for it today I cranked it up and drove it around And we got the insurance uh, put back on it So we, we thank God that, that God has you know, touched the people's heart you know Touched our hearts for us to mend together Thank God for those that made pledges And was able to uh, follow through with those And and we have just what we need, and uh, we're going to be able to do just what we need to do with these summer months, with uh, feeding our community and uh, being able to take our children on field trips and different things like that, and uh, being able to pick up members on Sunday morning. I had a young lady call me Sunday, and she's trying to make it to church. She went to our old building, and she said, Pastor, I was trying to find y'all, and she spent almost fifty dollars just on the Uber, and I told her, I said, "Well, that's funny, you know, you, you know, you did." I said, "I told you, say so you should have called me," but uh, I said, "Well, we, we got our band, and hopefully, Lost Willing by next Sunday, we'll be we'll be you know ready to roll, and we'll be more than happy to come and get you." So, you know, God is already, you know, as He's adding to our church uh, daily, you know, weekly, monthly, and we're just grateful. So thank all of you, the members and friends of Praise Tabernacle And those that are supporting uh, our extended arms ministry May the Lord bless you real good All right, let's try to get back into here uh, Elder Oliver, I tell you what, we, we've we heard that And Brother Bugs, great great comments You know, anyone that's been in church, especially the Pentecostal church You've been in the Pentecostal church any, any length of time you probably hear more about Jezebel than you hear about Mary, you know, the mother of Jesus. You know, because, because everything, everything was Jezebel. I mean, I tell you what, you, you put an earring in, that was Jezebel. You put <coughs> put on some makeup, that was Jezebel. If you wore pants, that was Jezebel. I mean, everything uh, was, was Jezebel. And we're gonna get, we're gonna, hopefully, we'll get into a little bit of that to see why she kind of did what she did and. Her motivation And and we can And not all of that was wrong That they were saying Because we know There are some women That try to entice Okay And there are some men too There are some men That try to entice Okay All these tight pants Men wearing Showing everything You know The men pants are tighter Than, than the women pants are Okay So we, we got a lot That's going on In the church Okay so Let's get in here Let's look back at verse 9 And let's see how far we can get So uh, God is, is bringing judgment And making the proclamation His word is coming And he's saying and I will make the house of Ahab Like the house of Jeroboam The son of Naboth And like the house of Baasha, The son of Ahijah Okay, which was already prophetic Okay, and the dog shall eat Jezebel In the portion of Jezreel And there shall be none to bury her and he opened the door and fled. Okay? So listen at this judgment. Listen at the, look at, look at what's being proclaimed. All right? In verse 10, well, yeah, the dog shall eat verse 11. Then Jehu came forth to the servants of his Lord, and one said unto him, Is all well? So now Jehu has gotten the word from the sons of the prophet. Now he's coming back out of that, that, uh, that council Now he's coming back with the rest of the captains And they begin to ask him questions Okay Is all well Okay Cause they were not privy to what uh, The prophet had just spoke to him Because it was done in private Okay So wherefore came this mad fellow to thee And he said unto them Ye know the man and his communication said, Why are you calling him mad you know, You know who it is You know he's a prophet Okay, and that's what happens when, when the world looks at us. We they, they sometimes look at us like we mad. Why you go to church? Why you on Tuesday night Bible study? You know you could be doing a lot of other things. Why you give your money to the church? Okay, you could be doing a lot of other things. So when the world looks at the church, and, and so often we're trying to co mingle, and we see we got a problem because the church is trying to look like the world in order to win the world. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. Only thing we got to do, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll do the drawing. Jesus said, I draw men. We don't. I don't have to look like you to win you. The gospel is enough. Okay, and if the gospel don't win you, anything else is gonna be camouflaged anyway. You can look like you got it. You know, those of us that's been in church, we've seen people. We know folks that that look like they got it. They look like they uh. You know, have have uh, uh, they look like they say? They look like they walking with the Lord, and for a few months that look looks good. They the first ones at the church, okay, first one, the last one to leave. But you look six months later and you can't find them. A year later you can't find them, okay. And, and what we call that is a form of godliness, but they deny the power, the real power that can that brings forth change. The real power that, that convicts you of, of your sin, that convicts you of the things that you've been doing for years, that convicts you that you need to change that. Okay, scripture teaches us, be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. Okay, people of God, we have to have our minds renewed through the word of God. Okay, that way we can be like David when David said God's word if I hear in my heart, that I might not sin. It's a lamp unto my feet. And a light unto my path Okay, we, got, we need the word And we got to live according to the word Alright You can't live according to what the world says You live worldly In hell you lift up your eyes We got to follow the book Okay, we already got a manuscript Okay, we already got a guideline And it's the Bible, alright So Jehu came forth To the service of his Lord And once said unto him, is all well Wherefore came this mad fellow to thee and he said to him, to them, ye you know the man and his communications. And they said, it is false. See, they trying to persuade Jehu that what the prophet said is false. That gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. Who you hanging around? People will talk you out of what God has said if you're not careful. Tell us now. And he said, thus and thus spake he to me, saying, thus saith the Lord. I have anointed thee king over Israel, okay? Then they hastened and took every man his garment and put it under him in the top of the stairs and blew with trumpets saying, Jehu is king. And once they got the announcement, their whole attitude for the most part changed. And they began to put their stuff down and began to blow their trumpets and began to honor Jehu as king. Remember Ahab's son, Jehoram was the king. But now the word, and he still thinks he king. While this is going on, while his kingdom has been stripped from him, he's still working, thinking he's king. Okay, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's injured, <laughs> but he's still thinking he king, where God has stripped him. Oh, bless his name. Where God has stripped him from his kingdom. Okay, God has stripped him from his kingdom, and he's still thinking he's king, and God has already had somebody else anointed. Listen, this is another thing. Don't ever think you're the only one that can do something. Don't ever think you're the only one where God made you uh, uh, and and put the word in you that you're the only one he put the word in. God can use whoever he wants. He can use who he wants, when he wants, how he wants. Why? Because he's God. Okay? There's nothing like him. He can do what he want to do. All right? So what they did was they they blew their trumpets, they took their garments off and Put it down, you know, on the stairs, the top of the stairs, okay? Verse 14, so Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, conspired against Joram, okay? Now, Joram, I think I would say Jehoram. yeah, Joram had kept Ram of Gilead, he and all Israel, because of Hazael, king of Syria. But King Joram was returned to be healed. That's what I just said. He was injured. So he was returned to be healed in Jezreel. Now y'all remember Jezreel. Now Jezreel is that is that place where uh, Naboth vineyard was. Okay, so everything is right here in the circle. It's right here together. All right. So he returned to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds which he which the Syrians had given him when he fought with Hazael, king of Syria. And Jehu said, "If it be your, if it be your minds." Then let none go forth nor escape out of the city to go tell it to Jezreel, okay? In other words, Jehu's saying, let's keep this thing, let's keep it in house, okay? Don't let nobody escape back to go tell them what's going on, about what's happening, all right? All right? So, and then, you know, you got to find some people that you can trust, find some people that you can count on, all right? So, Jehu rode in a chariot and went to Jezreel. But Jeram lay there, and Ahaziah king of Judah was come down to see Joram, uh, And there stood a watchman on the tower in Jezreel, and he spied the company of Jehu as he came and said, I see a company. And Jeram said, take a horseman and send to meet them and let him say, is it peace? So Jerram is trying to send somebody out because they see a company coming. So he sends out a spy to try to find out if this company that's coming, if they're coming in peace. See he feel he feeling something is going on, something is happening. Alright? So there went one of the horseback, verse eighteen, I know I'm reading a lot, 'cause I won't try to get through this tonight. Um, that went out by horseback to meet him and said, Thus said the king, is it peace? And Jehu said, What has thou to do with peace? Turn thee behind me and the watchman told, saying, the messenger came to them, but he cometh not again. So the messenger that Jerram them sent out, he got to Jehu asking, do they come in peace? Jehu said, what does peace got to do with it? Get behind me. In other words, get with me or get going. Okay? And, 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 uh, and what happened was the messenger, he didn't go back to return the message. He kept going. He flee. He, 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 you know, he didn't want to go back and tell what was going on. All right, verse nineteen. Then he sent out a second on horseback, which came to them and said, "Thus said the king." Remember, now Jeram still think he the king, but the kingdom, the king, his kingdomship has been, uh, uh, has been barred. Okay, his kingdomship has been given to Jehu. Okay, so thus said the king, is it peace? And Jehu answered, what hast thou to do with peace? Turn thee behind me. So the second man, he did the same thing. And the watchman told, saying, he came even unto them, and cometh not again. And the driving is like the driving of Jehu, the son of Nimshi, for he driveth furiously. furiously. Okay, let me stop now. I know I've, I know I've done a lot of reading. Uh, anybody on the panel wanna comment up to this point. I think I'm I think I may have enough time to get to verse thirty seven tonight. Does anybody got anything they would like to comment on up to this point.
1: Um Pastor, I just like to say it's a good lesson, great lesson so far. Like to be able to put everything in perspective. Um you, you actually, you know, pulling out a whole lot and unpacking a lot. So thank you for that. But what I wanna say is basically this is kind of like piggyback off what you were saying in the message that this is life lessons like when it comes down to to Jehu and come down to hearing how uh, God has deep uh, grown. Uh, I forgot his name. I said uh, Joram, uh, Joram, uh, the, the current king, and you know he got Jehu on the way, and you know the life lesson is basically how. You, you know, where uh, people around Jehu still try to see uh, and try to, you know, throw them off course from what God is saying. But like you say, you got to be able to hone in on what God is telling you, do what God say, do. And, you know, folks around you, they saying something crazy, stick to what God say. And also, even when you on the way and then somebody still, you know, trying to throw you off course, Meaning where I'm going with that is how Jehu got the word of the Lord on what he needed to do. He on the way to see the old king. I'm going to call him the old king, the injured king, you know, uh, at that time. And, you know, now he gets the messenger or whatever. Hey, we still ain't letting nobody stop this. Regardless of what's going on, you know, messenger, look, we ain't got nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? You got to do what that says to the Lord. Regardless of who comes in the way. Uh, regardless of who trying to figure something out, no, I, I still got to do what God says. So I think that that's a life lesson that regardless of what, you know, anything that's going on, just y'all give you, uh, I did put you in position, and he elevates you, do what you got to do. And as we'll see, that's what's about to get ready to happen is, you know, you got to complete the mission, you got to do what you got to do. But there's just a whole lot, you know, going on in this, a lot to unpack, and just, you know, just stay focused. And continue
0: to do what that the Lord. Is mainly what I got so far. Great, great. Thank you, preacher. Anyone else? All right, all right. Thank you, thank you for that, uh, Minister Toba. That's right. You stay focused. Oftentimes, when we lose ground, is when we lose focus. Uh, I'm out here at. My, my baby boy, he had a baseball scrimmage tonight. And what we often have to tell him, an ice pick is four, but even at four years old, what we're what we're teaching him now is when you hit the ball, don't look at where the ball is. Don't look at where the ball is. Stay focused on the goal. And once you hit the ball, your ultimate goal is to first get to first base. And to get there as quick as as you can. So it's hard to run your fastest if you're trying to look around to see where you hit the ball. And oftentimes even with ice pick I mean uh ice pick, macho and my older son Zach, even even with them, oftentimes they uh, hit a pop up and what they automatically assume is because they hit a pop up, the defense is going to catch it. So what do they automatically do? They automatically run out the box slow. The box means the batter box the batter's box. So they automatically come out the box slow because they just hit a pop up and they are assuming that the other team is going to catch that pop up. So instead of them making a good effort to run down the line to get on first base to them, to, to meet their goal, they'll walk out or jog out or even start to run towards the dugout. And so many times, it happened, it happened this week. You know, we had games Saturday Sunday, both uh, Ice Pick and Macho. And it happened this week where we had several kids that we would yell at them, get on them, hey, man, run it all the way through, regardless of what happens. Because you never know what's going to happen And sometimes in life it looks like You're not going to reach that goal It looks like that There's going to be something to Stop you But you can't allow anything Especially once you got a word from the Lord Don't get tossed and swayed Because of what's going on All around you Because of messengers coming to you Or people texting you Or people calling you or people showing up at your house, or whatever, to try to throw you off. I'm, I mean, we all can agree that we've been having good days, and one phone call, or one email, or uh, running to one person at the store, and it changes everything. You know, if we're not careful, it's possible to change everything good that's been going on that day. Okay. So we, we have to be we have to be careful with that. We have to stay the course. Stay focused. Especially to the panel, those that are in ministry, you know, we, we have to stay focused because the devil will send any little thing to throw us off. To make us to try to make us feel like God didn't say what he said. Little obstacles, you know, health issues, marriage, uh marital Issues, children acting up, spouse acting up, a job acting up, car acting up, house acting up. We face so many things throughout the day and throughout the course of the week that if, if we're not careful, it'll throw us off. But we got to have a made-up mind and be, uh, as I think it's Fox 5 here in Atlanta, they used to have a slogan. It's still They still may have it where they're dedicated, determined. And dependable Okay, dedicated, determined And dependable to get the job done Okay, so thank you for that Mr. Tobit and, and those that's on the panel Let's look at verse 21 Let's try to get through this And Jo Ram said, make ready So Joe, they, they, he's already Sent out two different messengers None of them return So let's see what Jo Ram I'm sorry, decides to do And Joe Ram said, make ready and his chariot was made ready, and Joram, king of Israel, and Ahaziah, king of Judah, went out. At this time, we know uh, Israel, the children, of Israel, you know, they're separated into two kingdoms. Okay, so they, they went out, each in his chariot, and they went out against Jehu and met him in the portion of Naboth, the Jezreelite. Uh-oh, there it is again. There it is again. All right, <laughs> Naboth and Jezreelite, see, God, look. You can try to run from this stuff, that evil, that underhand stuff you done did, that manipulative, that witchcraft that you done tried, that warlock, okay? You you trying to, you know, uh, manipulate people, okay? You casting spells and doing all this craziness, and you think God don't see it? God sees it. God sees it, okay? And the, the good part that we as believers can hold on to is, even when people are against you, they can't do no more to you than what God allows. So it really, it really, you really don't have to put much effort into what they're doing. Stay focused. They can't do no more to you than what God allows. All right? So and it came to pass, So, they, right in the portion of Naboth, the, the Jezreelite. so we right back there again, okay? And it came to pass when Joram, when Joram saw Jehu that he said, Is it peace, Jehu? And he answered, watch this, watch this, y'all, watch this. And he answered, what peace, so long as the whoredoms or the harlotries of thy mother Jezebel and her witchcrafts are so many. What peace with the, with the whoredoms of your mama and her witchcrafts, which are so many. And, you know, Jay, who had to be a bad boy to start talking about somebody's mama, you know, those fighting words, okay, those fighting words. I often talk, I often compare mamas and daddies. You can talk about full daddy all day, and 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 they, they might help you. They might talk about, yeah, he sure will. You know, they may help you. Yeah, he, yeah, he ain't no good, sure ain't, or whatever. But you better not say nothing about their mama. You got a fight on your hand. Okay. So but let's look at the let's look at the authority, the, the power and, and the conviction that Jehu is operating in. For Jeram asks him, Are you coming in peace? So this is about the third time. And then Jehu responds, I mean he went straight to he went straight he went straight to the gut. What peace? What peace how are we gonna have peace with all the harlotry or the whoredoms and all the Witchcraft That your mama has done Which is so many Verse 23 And Ram turned his hands and fled And said to Ahaziah There's treachery Oh, oh Ahaziah <laughs> Now he on the run He on the run he, he recognized Jehu ain't playing Jehu ain't coming in peace Okay, he He's coming to bring the rod of correction He's got He's, he's bringing a sword He's walking in the sword of the spirit. He's walking in the power of God to bring correction, conviction. So Joram tells his boy Ahaziah, there's treachery. There's been a breach. Okay, we under attack. Ahaziah, let's go. Let's go. Okay, let's go. All right. Verse 24, and Jehu drew a bow with his full strength. Look at this. And smote Jehoram between his arms, and the arrow went out at his heart, and he sunk down in his chariot. Man, Jehu had to be a bad man. Cause I can only imagine the chariot is hauling, is I mean trying to get out of there. And look at Jehu; he takes his his arrow and he shoots his arrow, and it goes right in the chest, right to the heart. And Jehoram slumps down. In his chariot Then verse 25 Man this is law. help us tonight Then said Jehu the big His captain Take up and cast him In the portion Watch this Of the field of Naboth The Jezreelite I told y'all Everything God said Every prophecy Every word God said Has to come to pass For remember how that When I And thou rode together After Ahab His father Look The Lord made this burden upon him. Surely I have seen yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of his sons. Here we go, right here. Here we go. I told y'all. That's why I told y'all at the beginning. It it, it was more to it than just Naboth. Look, look in verse twenty-six. Okay, because even when they killed Naboth, that land, if Naboth had had any sons, mainly that land should have went to them. So they had to get rid of, not just Naboth, they had to get rid of Naboth's children. They had to get rid of his sons too. Look at this, look at verse 26. Surely I have seen yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of his sons, saith the Lord. And I will requit thee in this plat or property, saith the Lord. Now therefore take and cast him into the plat of ground According to the word of the Lord him. Wow Jezebel was, was ruthless Was ruthless So not, not only did she kill Naboth But according to, to this This can lead us to believe Because we know the land is passed out; it's inherited. It goes down to the next, you know, to those sons. Okay, but we see here, it, it the blood of his son, meaning they were killed, also, also that Jezebel can give that land to Ahab. Wow, but God sees everything. God sees everything. Look at twenty-seven. Wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me see what time. Okay, seven fifty-five. anybody Anybody got anything just on that point? I'm gonna read on out after this. anybody uh, Anybody else see that before now? Uh, What else did we may have get? Uh, Anyone got any comments right now? Wow. Okay. Okay. Nobody? All right, all right So they kill Ahab We can see here where his sons were killed So that none of the rightful uh, inheritance Or the rightful, uh, you know, children The rightful owners, you know, who it should have been passed down to Could get it Verse 27, I'm going to read on now. But when Ahaziah, the king of Judah, saw this, he fled by the way of the garden house. And Jehu followed after him and said, smite him also in the chariot. And they did so at the going up to Ger, which is by Iblim. And he fled to Megiddo and died there. Ahaziah was guilty by association. And the old folk would tell you and your parents would tell you, you known by the company you keep Okay, if you lay with dogs You're going to get fleas Okay, Birds of a feather flock together So we've heard all these things We've heard all these things And Ahaziah, because of his connection With Ahab or with Joram Because of his fellowship Watch this You got to be careful who you fellowship with, okay? You got to be careful. Some of us need to learn to disassociate with certain people, all right? That don't mean you can't give them a chance, but if a person got a bad name and they keep doing the same stuff, eventually you keep hanging with them. Eventually you're going to have a bad name too. So Ahaziah, he was killed because of his association Him hanging, want to be uh, uh, connected to Joram. People of God, we got to be careful. All right. Verse 28, and his servants carried him in a chariot to Jerusalem and buried him in his sepulchre with his fathers in the city of David. And then the eleventh year of Joram, the son of Ahab, began Ahaziah to reign in Judah. So that's what it was. Joram was reigning. Okay Joram was reigning in israel and 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 Ahaziah was reigning over Judah and when jehu verse thirty and when jehu was come to Jezreel, all right y'all this is it right here you got you got this is it right here so so jehu has he, he done killed well well Ahab is dead now Jehu has killed Joram and and has a killed well there's somebody left. Somebody's left And and surely they can't get away Surely God don't lie Y'all remember what what the word of God said about Jezebel Let's see what happens Let's see what happens Lord help us And when Jehu was come to Jezreel Hey remember Jezreel is that same place Where they did that to Naboth Jezebel, Jezebel heard of it So she heard Jehu was coming to town And she painted her face and tired her head And looked out at a window She adorned herself Maybe she was trying to entice him Or maybe She was trying to mock him Yeah I heard what you did But I'm Jezebel I heard what you did to, to my son And to his friend But I'm Jezebel I'm the queen You know I, I killed prophets I get rid of folk. So maybe this was her way. Instead of her trying to repent and run from Jehu, she she stands in the window, all braggadocious and high-minded and, and pride and and sedit and sedate and sedated That comes from yeah, from the bishop. I'm Jezebel. Paints herself. Okay, colors herself, and sits in the window. Okay, because she heard Jehu was coming to town. Not Santa Claus, but Jehu's coming to town. And as Jehu entered in the gate, in at the gate, she said, had Zimri peace, who slew his master? Okay, she's just kind of throwing stuff out there now. And he lifted up his face to the window and said, who is on my side? Who? And they'll looked out to him two Or three units Okay that same window that she Looking out Jehu yells who's on my side And there's two or three Units standing up there in the same window Okay That looked out And he said Throw her down So these units Which probably may have been servants of hers Immediately Obeyed Jehu Okay and said, throw her down, verse 33. So they threw her down, and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses. And he trod her underfoot, horses walking all on her. Throw her down, stone her. Throw her down. Throw her down, throw her out that window. I mean, we know Humpty Dumpty fell off a wall, but Jezebel was thrown out the window. And when he was come in, he did eat and drink. And said go See now this cursed woman And bury her For she is a king's daughter So Jehu came on in And he began to eat and drink And then he has a little pity on Jezebel Which is now dead And he tells the servants, Y'all go bury her For she's a king's daughter But that ain't what the Lord said And 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 at this moment Jehu had forgot about what the Lord said concerning Jezebel, and how not only how she was going to die, but how there would be almost no trace of her. So he tells his servants to go and bury her. You know, give her a little respect because she is a king's daughter. All right, you remember her father was king over there, and they they brought all this Idolatry and whoredom and and all this wickedness over to Israel. So verse thirty-five, and they went to bury her. Just two, three more verses. But they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hand, Lord Jesus. They went to bury her, thinking she was complete. But when they got there, all they could see was her skull. Her skull, that means ain't nothing, ain't something done happened. No how. That painted face she had was gone, those painted lips was gone, whatever else she did was gone, okay? All was left was her skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. Wherefore, they came again and told Jehu, and he said, this is the word of the Lord. So he forgot, he knew, but he had a moment where he just forgot. And he said, oh, this is the word of the Lord, which he spake by his servant Elijah, the Tishbite. Now we're going back, because remember, Elijah was the one that pronounced this. Then Ahab repented, but Elijah was the one God initially used to pronounce this. And God showed this to Elijah. Now Elijah's off the sea, and Elisha is now bringing this to fruition, okay, and through the sons of the prophets To anoint Jehu Okay And Jehu is reminded and said This is the word of the Lord Which he spake by his servant Elijah The Tishbite, Saying in the portion of Jezreel Shall dogs eat The flesh of Jezebel People of God Gotta be careful Like one of my, one of my brothers said This ain't even talking about the world This the church all right, verse 37, and I'm through. And the carcass of Jezebel shall be as dung, meaning worthless, a waste, upon the face of the field in the portion of Jezreel, so that they shall not say, this is Jezebel. Couldn't recognize her. God got tired of her. God got tired of her and did away with her. All right, I'm through. I'm through. Lost. Wow! Help us tonight. All right, anybody on the panel? It's after eight. Anyone on the panel? Those that are on. Any final comments for tonight? Any final comments at this time?
1: All right. Hey, uh, you- I just like
3: to say. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, go go I'll go
1: ahead, go ahead, ahead. Uh, minister. No, you go ahead. Okay, I just wanted to say, um, you know, first off, awesome lesson. You know, definitely learned a lot. And um, I'm going to start from the point of when you hear this ending on Jezebel, you learn what not to do, meaning that we learn not to go against the Lord. You learn not to go against his word, against his prophecy. You don't sit back and try and, you know, go up against the, you know, the man of God and stuff like that, you know, continuously. She had a lot of things built up that she had so many offenses against God. And, you know, when, when God began to move against you, you know, and do a work against you, can't nobody stop God, you know. When God, you know, once he did a whooping on you, you know, it's nothing you can do about it. So right. that's where we have to understand what not to do, you know what I'm saying? So we have to understand that we got to repent. You know, God gives us opportunity, you know, and we got to use it. So, yes. let, you know, let us understand that we have to learn from these mistakes while we go over some of this stuff, you know, in Bible study, you know, and also learn that for those that are not, you know, marriage and seeking marriage, you know, be careful who you hook up with, like you said earlier. Right. You don't want that person to throw you off track like Jezebel did. And then now you you know, you look at that God sideways and that's a battle that you can't win as you see the ending of Jezebel. So great lesson, um and, and still, oh, last thing. If you're in a position like June, continue to do what it does it know all the way to the end. <laughs> You know, he almost yes. you know, almost
0: messed it up. You see you all yes. the way to the end. That's it. That's it. Good word. Good, word. Good word. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Tobert. I I think I heard Elder Oliver.
3: Yeah, I was just gonna uh pretty much say what uh, Minister Tobert was saying. Um, this make, take another look at it. Uh it's very important that you do be careful. And one of the things that you said, Bishop, uh stay focused and be careful who you let in your circle, um, because they could have that spirit. It looks good on the outside. It sounds good. And, and they, and they right there in the church and doing anything to get you off your course where you can't get back on. Like Minister Cobert said at the ending as, as Jezebel, that's a horrible way to have to go. But when you come up against the Lord, that's how, that's how it is. And it's almost scary because you see people in the church with a Jezebel spirit, men and women. Um, yes. And they don't want to change. They just keep doing what they're doing and doing what they're doing, listening to the word week in and week out, not saying that they don't have grace and mercy, but at some point you can't keep going against God, going against God and expect him just to be okay with it. Um, and, and, Amen. and if you just look at how Jezebel went out, you don't want to go out like that you definitely don't want to go out with that. This is a good lesson. There's a lot of lot of stuff in there to look at, and I'm definitely going to uh, reevaluate it again because there's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, and, and, and like I said, these family nights are a blessing because there's a lot of stuff in there, and I just appreciate the lesson. So thanks, Bishop.
0: God bless you, my brother. So glad to have you back on. Anyone else on tonight? Okay, all right, all right Thanks, uh, that was Minister Tobert And I guess it was just the brothers on tonight That was Minister Tobert and uh, Elder Oliver And we know early we heard from uh, Brother Bugs I, 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 And I think we I think Minister Tobert said his wife is not feeling too well So let's keep Sister Tobert in prayer uh, uh, I guess some of our other sisters didn't want to get involved They want to mess with Jezebel <clears throat> uh too much on tonight, so I guess it was just the men that had to had to come on with it. All right. We'll, we'll hear something from the women later. But uh, as, as El Albert was saying about the church, you know, if you go and look over in I believe it's Revelation, the second chapter, it talks about Jesus talking to the church at Batara and he says some good things about them but then he says, I got one thing against you Because you have suffered that woman, Jezebel. I mean, you've allowed her, um, because she called herself a prophet, a prophetess. And uh, she was running ragged in the church then. Now, uh, this is just a spirit. And my wife oftentimes talks about the message I did, uh, the spirit of Jezebel, or Jezebel still lives, that spirit. Okay, of course, that was a different you know, most folks say that, that, you know, of course, a different Jezebel, but that spirit, okay, so that, that spirit can creep up. And as El Albert pointed out, be male or female, okay? So let's be careful, people of God. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We know that something was said on tonight to encourage you, to convict you, uh, to challenge you to be better, to do better, challenge all of us to, to watch. What we say and what we do So we're going to say another word of prayer And we'll be dismissed Come see us Sunday morning Those of you that are local Sunday morning, 199 East Crogan Street Lawrenceville, Georgia 30046 9 o'clock A.M. Bring your shout shoes We'll be there uh, To magnify and glorify God We thank you all so much As we leave this place Never god's presence God we appreciate you we we honor you for tonight We thanking you for even in my own family allowing my second son macho to see another birthday his twelfth birthday so we thank you for that thank you for all the families that's on the panel all the families that are part of our local assembly, those that are friends and God we even thank you for our enemies and we just pray that you will Bless your people, strengthen us. Thank you that even I, my other son, my oldest son, is graduating on tomorrow. Lord willing, we just thank you for that. Thank you for how you're blessing us as we leave this place. We'll never be presence, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through twenty tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. God bless you.